Hey, 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 Chicas. Welcome to the Lavelda Show Women of Power podcast, the show where women share their personal power tools, the techniques, strategies, and ways of being which have enabled their success in life and business. I'm your host, Lavelda Vincenzi, an international MC and host and female speaking business coach on a mission to unleash authentic, powerful female voices onto the world. Now, this is a girl chat show like no other. All of my guests get real, raw and authentic whilst sharing what I can only describe as pure gold nuggets of wisdom. This episode is no different. We'll be uncovering the power tools of Mia von Loger. Mia is the founder, heart and soul of Beyond Defense, a holistic approach to self-defense. She has developed a powerful transformative concept for women's empowerment and healing far beyond effective and intuitive physical self-defense tools. Her personal story involved physical and emotional trauma as a child and teenager, an early adulthood in extremes, and eventually the transformation of her story into her purpose of supporting and empowering others. Mia's free spirit has led her to living in three different parts of the world, from which she takes a broader look at all that she creates to suit individual needs. A holistic look at self-defense forms the essentials of her work and has already changed the life of many women, understanding that real self-care is wholesome. In this episode, Mia and I discuss the relationship between self-defense and self-care, a relationship that, if I'm honest, I had literally failed to see until this discussion. We explore how self-defense can be a particularly powerful tool in healing the emotional imprint left from trauma. This episode will definitely take you to unexpected places and perspectives. Listen, my personal mission remains to unleash authentic, powerful female voices onto the world. So if you're ready to get paid more for sharing your expertise, please use the link in the show notes to download your copy of my speaker marketing blueprint, your guide to building speaker marketing assets that match and reflect your expertise and increase your fee regardless of if you're brand new to speaking or if you're just ready to level up your speaking career. You will also find links to all of my latest offers in the show notes. At the time of recording this, the Nail Your Speaking Niche program and Find Speaking Geeks Accelerator are currently still on offer and available to buy. Finally, the notes will also hold links to everything shared by my guests. Ooh, and P.S., the only way to make sure that you get your regular fix of this show is to click that subscribe button right now to make sure that you get updates as soon as a new show is added. Or why not just subscribe to get notifications directly into your inbox? It's the first link in the show notes. Now, that is quite enough from me for now. So let's dive in and get on with the show. Hey, 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 Chicas, welcome back to another episode of the Lavelda Show Women of Power podcast. Now we are approaching near the end of the season and definitely into the holiday season. My guest today has come with bells on, quite literally. <laughs> in order for us to be in that kind of celebration period. And it's also a period of the year in which sometimes, let's face it, it gets so busy that we forget about us. And today we're going to talk a little bit about, it's going to be an interesting conversation actually, because it's not necessarily down the direction of the wormhole that you think we may be going down at a festive period of like, self-care and all it's it's self-care made different let's just put it that way it is a totally different version of self-care if I can call it that I am really 
Yeah, I've got your I've got your attention now, haven't I? I have, I have got your attention. But before we dive into it, we have got a holiday draw going on at the moment. So as you know, one of the things that I do is I work with female business owners who are really ready to propel themselves into the world via speaking. So basically, you really want to get your voice out there. The problem is nine times out of 10, your profile, it's it's not serving you. You're speaking to the wrong people. You just don't quite know how to position yourself online. And frankly, the world is online. So I am giving away some speaker profile audits. Yep, 100% free, 100% free. If you join the prize draw. So in order to get involved, literally all you need to do, take a screenshot, write a little caption, anything. Just make sure that you tag us in it on Instagram and follow our Instagram channel, which is Lavelda Show. So you want to find Lavelda Show on Instagram and tag us in a post, follow and tag, and you'll be in it with the chance to win one of the free profile audits with moi. Anyhow, now that I've finished rabbiting on, Shall we dive in and have a chat with our guest today, Mia Von Loga? <laughs> hey, Mia. Hey, Lowelda. Oh, let's have this party going. <laughs> let's get this show on the road. So I kind of alluded a little bit to it uh, in our in the introduction um, today, but the, the like, let me just put it this way. So, Mia, you do self defense and female empowerment. And to me, I'm just gonna play devil's advocate and say, when I think self-defense, I think something slightly more aggressive, <laughs> to be honest with you. And then when I think female empowerment, it feels kind of soft and warm and, you know, looking after me. What possessed you, <laughs> don't even use that word. Why, <laughs> why did you think to put these two things together? Like what took you on a journey that you that led you to a place in which self-defense and female empowerment should be in the same space. Hmm. Okay. First of all, thank you for having me. And I brought this to kick some asses and not to talk about Christmas. What are you thinking, woman? <laughs> right? Nah. No, no, okay. Now here we go. Um, well, it's it's interesting because when I hear you ask that question, I'm just like, really, don't you see? This is like, you know, they belong together. It's like, uh, like kind of like it I, makes total sense. I'm like, does yeah, it? Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, look at it. It's like, oh, but um, no, okay. So I hear you when you say, you know, that one part is internally and the other part is more aggressive and um. So I give you, I give you that credit. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole beauty of it, right? It's, let me ask you a question before I tell you how I got there. Have you, do you care about your physical safety? Yes or no? I do, but it's not something I'm necessarily consciously aware of. I think um, I, I don't tend to be in places where I feel like I'm consistently under threat. And I think if I walk down a street that feels a little bit dodgy, that's slightly mm. different. But um, I mean, I'll say it in some ways, I'm privileged enough that that isn't my reality, that I'm having to be consciously aware of how I show up um, mm -hmm. and or where I like my my physical environment doesn't doesn't pose a automatic threat every time I step into it. So I guess for me, it's not something you know, for me, self-defense would be a sport, a sport or a hobby, but not a necessity. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
totally fair. But my question was only, do you care about it or don't you care about it? And that's it. It's like no judgment. If you feel under threat or not, do you? Do you? I, I think I. I think I would. Episode? Yeah, I think I would care about it more if I felt under threat. But because I don't, okay. it's not something that that would be like something where I'm like, okay, I, you know, it's a big thing for me, right? Oh, I get it. Um, I get it. If my circumstances change, then it would go, it would slide right up the care, <laughs> care ladder. I'd be like, mm, <laughs> I need to get myself protected. But because I'm not in that situation, in terms of priorities, it's kind of almost like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? I'm mm. my basic safety is taken care of. So I don't kind of, it just doesn't really come into my awareness as, to, as something that I really need right now. And I can appreciate the importance of it, but it's not right up there for me. Okay. So you are basically giving the answer of a little bit of my journey and why I do what I do right now um, to, to yourself, to me, to everyone out there, because um, I, I do actually come from the other, other part of this. Uh, if you want to say that, like the, the opposite, I did have experiences in my life where I was not only feeling under threat, but I did actually experience sexual abuse. When I was a child, I was struggling a lot as a teenager with, um, with, trying to find the balance of um I was insecure in my body but I, I didn't I just didn't feel safe mm -hmm. at the same time I've always been a person who's been uh, very confident now these are going to fall off I'm just going to take them off for a while but I'll put them on back later um so um I I do actually come from there so um let me just go back though to what you said in terms of we I think we we are often we we just don't think about it because it's you know it's like or I hear women answer very similar to you saying well I don't have a reason to to think about it because I don't feel under threat and it's a bit the same with self-care and well-being with with everything if, if you're not aware of it, if it doesn't play a role if you don't dig deeper into the whole thing you might feel like oh I actually I don't I don't see the reason why I should do this um, but you're connected to your body and or you're basically in your body and um, you, you definitely want to make sure you, you, you feed it healthy, you exercise, so you're actually taking care of it. Now, protection is just another layer. And it's, it's just like, how could I be able to, you actually take care in every situation about, I, I like to call it castle, like my human castle. Mm -hmm. so, and so this is already, I know I'm taking a bit, um, the strings already pulling together here, but that was... How I, how I actually arrived at Beyond Defense and what I was doing now. So my personal story of going through this emotional struggle through um, really feeling unsafe, having, having eating problems, so eating disorders, everything, the, the complete disconnection of my body and myself. Then um, as a young woman, I decided that um, I, I didn't want that. I wanted to, I was, I was shifting. I was shifting from the place of being a victim to, to being a fighter and saying, stop, this is it. I'm setting the boundaries here. And, um, when I, when I decided that that was already a very, very big shift because, you know, I was like taking responsibility. I was starting to like create my own life and, and I wanted to do self care, self-defense, but I never did it. So I actually had a reason and I still didn't do it. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the reason was in the past, but as it often is, um, when you're traumatized, you get re-traumatized and you become re-victimized. And, and that happened to me. It's part of my story. Mm -hmm. And it pushed into my mid-20s. So emotional struggle and then feeling 
I confuse sex over love, you know, all these, it was so much, so much unclear and so much confused. And I still didn't do it. And I don't know why. I mean, why didn't I do it? It was, I had the best reasons to do it because I was scared about it because of aggression, because of, I got triggered. It was something that is like, oh, it's good. It's, you know, but I don't want to be reminded of what happened to me or um, it, subconsciously, I, I, I wasn't ready to face it emotionally. Yeah. And so I just didn't do it. And then I, I you know, I was a football coach for a long time. So um, I, was, I was playing football for a long time. Always been very sportive, active, always been very physical. Um, and I needed that. And from that experience, I, I know how it is to be disconnected, but, but also expressing yourself through your body, like trying to find a new relationship mm -hmm. with it. And I was a musician, so you're getting all the parts now because they're going to play a role later. And as a musician, I was, I was starting when I was 15 and I, I really aimed to do, and like was on, on the path to really have a career. And it was my therapy, my own little, okay, this is healing, you know? It's like I could express all my emotions, all the ones that I couldn't deal with, my demons, the haunts, the ghosts, and also the joy. Let's not yeah. forget about that because I've been, after all, a very grateful and um, joyous person with, with like a free spirit. So it really was like both sides. There was extremes you're bringing up like so many interesting points for me at the moment because um there are two main things that occurred to me and I'm going to do my best to see if I can remember them to bring both questions to the table so one of them is as you spoke about the the aggression and the trauma and and that being almost a barrier to wanting to do self-defense was this was there almost this idea that I don't want to step into that position of the aggressor like I've been the other side of it and 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 learning these tools and techniques is almost stepping mm. into stepping in that into that yourself was there almost this like weird juxtaposition where it's like I want to be able to defend myself but then at the same time defending myself is that me then stepping into being in the role that I was the other side of did that mm. come up for you in any way that is a very interesting question um it didn't when I was in in my mid-20s when I first really like thought oh now I'm gonna do it um, that I believe is more the, I, so I, I visualized how that would be like the person when you do this weekend workshop, for example, mm -hmm. and then they have this full protection suit on. So they are like the marshmallow and that, you know, it's like, so they, they're good. Now go for it, hit it. And I think like the embodiment of meeting an aggressor um, subconsciously scared me so much that I, I just didn't want to do it in case I wouldn't be able to succeed. Mm -hmm. so that I, I believe that I have no proof of it but because and now I'm relating to your question later when I've been you know I've had been on this journey for a while with self-defense what you just described was one of the few things that happened so I I was then already shifted into what I described as the fighter mode yeah so I was like oh no I'm going to I'm not gonna let that happen if anybody's gonna you know I'm just gonna if anybody's coming for me yeah yeah I'm going to get them before they I'm going to destroy you. Boom. That's it. It's like, it's you and not me. So that's very, that's already very radical. 
And that shifted through all the system. Emotionally, I got defensive on some points. You know, my mindset was defensive on some some areas, and my my body definitely was still not in aligned with me. So, um, when I when I was in that in that mode in doing self defense, I I started to open, and because I did that, I also in training when we do these techniques or we do the tools you are actually hurting someone because you are being in the position of practicing the tool or the yeah. technique. So you do it for your own protection, but you are as a woman, especially as I, I, just because I observe it a lot with women who are trained or are trained with as partners, we don't want to hurt each other. Yeah. So it's like, you know, no, I don't want to be that. It's like, yeah, no, like I want, I want to learn the tool, but <laughs> yes. can, can you give me like a virtual dummy or a robot or something like that where I can exactly. Like, but what if she falls in the wrong angle? Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is. Like, I just Stuff don't want like to be that, that ag aggressive person. And exactly. I just thought it was interesting because as you were speaking, I just thought, you know, it's almost like a journey. If you've been on the receiving end of abuse and trauma to, to almost either go to the other extreme and say, and it sounds like that was part of your journey. Mm. I'm never allowing this again. So I'm just going to be more aggressive than anybody who ever comes to, to in my direction that you will never do this to me again mm. um or to have this this um almost insane kind of relationship with defense which is I need to defend myself but I don't want to hurt somebody else because I never want to be that person I never want to be the yeah. person who does that I never, yeah, yeah you know I, I don't want to no, be no. that person who, having been on the other side of it I don't want to be that person so I just mm -hmm. I just found it very interesting as you were speaking to kind of go oh isn't that you know is that something that goes on? The other thing, I did say I was going to see if I could keep it in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, number number two. The other thing um, that occurred to me as you were speaking was this idea of almost a healing journey, right? To mm. to to face because I and it, it possibly links to this like how aggressive do you get and is it okay for you to step into that place of defense? Um, almost like a healing journey. And, and I, you know, I'm curious as to whether it's something you experienced for yourself in terms of stepping into that space of self-defense and going through that motion. What do, do you find that for you and for your clients that other things seem to kind of come to the surface just that you weren't expecting just through the process of, of learning to, to step into and own more of your body and own your ability to not just own your voice but own like physically defending your yourself really a hundred percent absolutely a hundred percent um in my case because you know as that's part of my it was so um it was it was actually that point where i started to shift from just consuming self-defense and starting to see what it opens up so mm -hmm. from i was not like on the absolute extreme of being a fighter and completely because I, I'm after all actually also very open and loving person. So um, I, I can't trigger that. But what just to, to explain this a little just shortly is that I uh, over time over the year, I stepped so much more in my masculine energy mm -hmm. that, that this I was very I was I was like, look, I made this decision and I, no matter what tools I have, but I'm going to make it happen. Um, in the way I can, mm -hmm. which maybe you can pick up on that later. Sometimes it's a pretty crucial. But from that moment that um, I did self-defense, I said something opened up and I could see that 
a lot of trauma was still there. I, you know, I worked my way through art therapy, a personal development journey, um, music. So I had even professional help. So I, um, um, to dig and, and um, unstrip and like peel off the layers I didn't need. And, um, but still, so I was at a good place. So it wasn't mm-hmm. even like, oh man, I'm it wasn't raw scared all the time. No, and, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. And, but when I started the self-defense journey, I was triggered, for example, in training by a knife, like just a training knife, right? Mm-hmm. But just that was like, my body reacted on this symbol of threat so much that all, all the emotions came back and that um, in a different form, but they were still there. So triggers are there. And, and just to straight away clear that up, they're not gonna go no matter what you do but we can learn to deal with them much better mm-hmm. and they might not be so sensitive. So by going through that um, and empowering, feeling the, the power my body would have because I was giving, you know, giving that to myself, this is exactly what happened. Um, I actually remember the, the moment and I always have to laugh about it because it's actually something that you would expect to hear from a yoga class. So I was in class, I was doing the exercise and all of a sudden I was sighing out loud. You know, we don't know this, like, ah, this, like that you were literally invited to, yeah. Like, and I was like, whoa. And my body was melting, Lovelda. It was going like, whoa, it was like jelly. And I was like, what's this, you know? And I was in the middle of punching, by the way. I was just doing all these exercises. And all of a sudden I was like, whoa. And that was, that was like the pivot of the story because I went home. I mean, I continued the class. I finished it. I, you know, I, it, hasn't back, it was in the back of my mind. I took it home. And then I realized that what I was doing was not learning self-defense. It was not being the aggressor. It was not being in a trauma. It was nothing that you would connect on a conscious level with it. It was actually something that my body had been waiting for for decades because it was actually given the tools it would have needed as a kid to being able to defend itself Mm. and the reason why it softened is because it was nourished and my mind eased because from that moment on my alert system went down I was not walking around anymore with like antennas trying to figure out yeah I was more like constantly assessing the situation yeah yes I was more like no wow I'm actually doing self-care here I'm actually giving myself love by learning this retrospectively but also for everything that may come because I love myself so it was not a no against someone it was more a yes to myself and that was the big thing this is how it all opened up to create beyond defense after all then Wow, it's really beautiful. As you're speaking, um, what occurs to me is in this in the space of trauma, and I know that especially in 2020, many people have experienced it in a multitude of different ways. Mm-hmm. And it ne- hasn't necessarily been physical trauma, although unfortunately there'll be a lot of people to whom that has been part of their reality. But emotional trauma also gets stored both emotion. You, you have the emotions, you have the the, men- the mental 
angst and and all of that also just gets stored somewhere physically in your body yeah. and um i know for me at least when i'm highly stressed it's my shoulders they just turn into like mm. rock it's like hard as anything and i think on some level we appreciate that you know well-being and self-care is not just a um it's not just a a mental thing you know you've got your mental well-being and it and mental health which is very important and we mm. we know we've got physical health which we see is moving and um and nourishment and we've got nutritional health what's interesting though is the journey that you've described sounds as though you started with the the mental bit which i you know to mm. me feels like therapy yeah. you know going in and unlocking and unpacking and understanding which which is also an emotional um mm -hmm. emotional support as well to kind of understand what's happened and be with it and 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 having that um that medical guidance the the proper guidance that i you know i think if you've been through trauma you've got you've got to have the counseling i i don't know how you can you know i think it's really important to really give yourself that gift in terms of mm. self care but what you described to me is what doesn't help happen in that is learning how to release the physical emotions you know the the, mm. the stuff that's kind of trapped physically in your body as yeah. a result of that and and it's interesting to say that the those triggers are still going to be there um but to see those physical triggers and to to get your body to react a little bit different to kind of acknowledge it slightly different um to be in the physicality of it i think is quite a I can I can now see. Let's put it this way. You know, it's taken me a moment, girl, but I can now see how the self-defense piece and the emotional piece come together because I can see it as the self-care for your your physical body in so much as healing the physical mm -hmm. and not the physical trauma in terms of um the trauma that a doctor would see, you know, the bruises or the scratches or the cuts or the broken bones. Mm -hmm. But but the the physical trauma that's trapped in your body. Mm. Yeah, well the yeah and it, absolutely. So it is it every like you described we we are holding these emotions and there are like approaches of therapy that you know like you somatic approaches and um and that you do actually you can heal and, and release it. In this this case um it was you know I don't know about I've had dreams and I rewrote the dreams while I was starting self-defense. I had I, the dreams came back from that, from that scenario as, a, as when I was a little girl and step by step, I mean, through therapy, they changed already. Right. But when I was doing this, I actually acted differently to the point that first I, I defended, then I, I, the next version was more like I just stood up. And then I didn't even enter the room. So it, I really completely rewrote the whole story. And that's the internal empowerment you were talking about before. So the, through the physical activity, through learning this and understanding, it is an amazing, amazing empowerment internally because it look at my body. I'm talking about the, sh the, the whole thing that laid on my shoulders, but I'm talking about self-defense and my journey. But what it did to say, whoa, these hands and, and like, you know what they can do? You don't want to find out because there's a lot of stuff I can do with these, yeah. right? And, and to know that lets me walk around completely differently. And by 
by doing or by having been through these processes, motions, like you said, scenarios, which is a big thing, by the way, for, for my training, real life scenarios, is to, to really shift the energy in a different way, like where it was supposed to be, but then get it out of my system and give me good energy, like positive energy, loving energy. This is why self-defense or yeah, self-defense equals no, self-love equals self-defense mm -hmm. in a way, or self-defense equals self-love. That's probably more for me now. Whereas yeah. like, I'm doing this internally because I love myself. And if I don't have to fight, I don't want to fight. Yeah. Jesus, no. If I, if I don't need to go into the situation, fantastic, because that's my first aim, not to get in there. Yeah. But I walk around empowered from within much more different than I used to be. So. I'm loving it because it's it's a whole like different space. I, and I especially love when you say I hit a point because you can go through self-defense training. Um, and I think I get the sense it's where you started. Just I'm going to get them before they get me. <laughs> I, just, I, just, yeah. I just need to understand that if I ever find myself in this situation again, which I seem to be finding myself in, I want to know that I'm prepared, that I'm mm. not going to come out battered and bruised by it but I'm I'm in a position to be able to defend myself and get out of it alive but it sounds like on that journey I love when you said I now no no longer walk around with these antennas on mm. expecting no. something to come and mm. I'm just thinking the amount of emotional freedom that gives you to mm -hmm. I can only imagine the because you know when they talk about like mental health right the mm -hmm. freaking burden the amount of energy that you're constantly burning to have this freaking radar on every time you go out of the house or anytime a stranger comes into your house to feel like okay I now need to be on high alert like mm. that high alert status is just I, I I can just imagine how freeing it must be to be like I don't actually need to be on freaking high alert like I mm. can I can turn it down. In fact, yeah. I, don't, I don't need it unless I actually see something coming because I'm not expecting something to be coming. I don't need to be walking around all the time expecting it to happen as if I'm living in a war zone because you're not living in a war zone. You no. know? But, but, but I can understand where if you've experienced that some sort of trauma before that that, that's, that awareness of your surrounding is at all times is heightened in a way mm. that somebody who hasn't had that experience just it, it just it just isn't there because you know in certain scenarios I dial it up but most of the time it's it's just I'm just walking around <laughs> um and so I love when you say though I don't I no longer have that my antennas switched on on high alert all the time that's right so I do still have them on so don't get me wrong it's I, I always like to compare it to driving a car you learn that and you then can do like a hundred things at the same time, to be honest. Like, remember how you, st I don't know if you actually have a driver's license, but, uh, you know, it's like when we start to learn um, how to drive a car, we think this is the hardest thing in the world because it's there. It's like, there's this wheel and then, then you have the gear and then, you know, like. But don't look down to move the gear. You've got to look up. Oh my God. And then the mirrors and maybe somebody's coming from there. There are other cars on the street. So it's like, imagine how much information is going on, right? So whether you have experienced a trauma or you haven't, to learn to read signals is super comforting for your own like stress level for your peace that doesn't mean you don't see them that doesn't mean I'm, you said i don't expect it i always expect it but i'm not drawing it in and i'm just like i'm i'm, I'm not expecting that's right so i'm aware 
I'm aware that things can happen. So I just pull the information with my, you know, with all my senses together. And um, the, the difference is really that I don't need to be as stressed anymore. So mm. I'm just like, this is it. It's like when you know how to drive a car, you actually, uh, you know, actually, I mean, to be honest, some people drive a car and they watch a movie while they were driving a car. Not like, recommended, you know, by the no, way. No, I'm not recommending it. And I would still not recommend it, but it's, it, it just shows when we, when we embody, when we made it a habit, when we, we know the motion and that's motion, right? A lot of it is physical motion. When we know how to do it, it's like an instinct. You don't think about it anymore. And that's what I want to achieve with the, with the women I work with, whether they had a trauma or they, they hadn't. For, for some, it's reducing the stress level and increasing from within the peace. For others, they are there. And, and I feel like, hey, if you add this on your plate, right? You, you are already in a good place. You, you, you do yoga. You're very mindful. You are very good with yourself, good self-love. If you, that add, if you add this bit on, imagine how you would walk around knowing, and this is, this is what I've come now to, to say, knowing you are the guardian, your own guardian of your body, of your mind, of your heart, of your spirit, of all that. And not just body being well, eating well, doing yoga, but knowing I'm safe. Women haven't felt safe for how many generations? Mm. Think about it. But you, you say, oh, maybe when I walk down a dodgy, a dodge, um, you know, a dodgy alley, why, why, why would we need, is, isn't that sad that we have to actually consider that? That we have to say, look, as a woman, I, I might feel threatened. How many men would walk around and would, they would feel uncomfortable walking down a dark alley? Maybe some, maybe not. But I believe every single woman had a, has at least a little instinct internally. I mean, you're, you're aware that you're probably a stronger target. You know, there's, a, there, there's an That's awareness that, that if it were me versus um, a man of a similar sort of build, I would be more likely to be um, under attack than a man of a similar build. Like if we're just kind of looking side by side. And I think that's just an unconscious awareness that that we yeah. have as women. Um, and some of it's just, we know that it's just the, the nature of where things are. At. And so I love how you've said it's about being a guardian, hmm. knowing that you're a full guardian of your spirit and and that you can keep you can keep this body safe. Mm. Yeah. Girl, we took a little moment to get there, but I yeah. get it now. <laughs> I get it now. I mean, it's it was one question with multiple different different routes in, but I am totally getting it now, and I'm a hundred percent like there with with seeing how these two components so beautifully come together. Um, which brings me to my next question, and so so firstly, thank you so much for sharing so honestly um, parts of your journey today, and and to me, I. I don't think when it comes to w women in power, I'm all about, I am a champion for female empowerment. I am champion for a woman who is, who is powerful and in their power. I also understand that how we define that is very different. <laughs> yeah. person. And, and so I, as I'm meeting people who are during this show, I'm having like a real exploration of what does it mean to be a powerful woman? And so I love hearing, hearing people's journeys and stories and, um, highlights and lowlights and you know what's brought them to where they are right now before I learn the answer to this question which is what is it that you think makes a woman's a woman powerful what would you define as the essence of a woman's power 
I just love that you brought the word essence in because that's what I think. That's what I believe. That's what I feel. That's what I see that femininity being a woman in itself is super powerful. That's just simple as that being in a female body, being with a female spirit, being with female emotions, being in a, in a um, physical, uh, in, in a fe um, feminine mindset. That's powerful. And I believe that no woman needs empowerment. No one needs like to be empowered, but only to be reminded that they are already. So this is what I believe that a woman itself, herself is absolutely powerful. Oh, girl, you just gave me chills. Oh, Ooh. Ooh. right. Y'all don't need nothing. I, I think we're done. <laughs> no, I'm just saying <laughs> to understand and be reminded. What I do is not empowering women through me. I remind them of their skills. I remind them of their capability. I remind them of the love. I remind them of the feminine energy because we get so wrapped up in the masculine world with the masculine energy. So I'm not saying it's wrong to have masculine energy because we talk about yin and yang and, mm -hmm. you know, the yang self-defense and, and being able to physically bring out that power. It's a good thing. It's, it's wonderful to know that, but it's about raising the balance. And so I believe that women are naturally powerful through their compassion, through their need to collaborate, which is a big thing if you think about how the world turned out. And intuitively, a woman knows when to push through or when to just give Be. space yeah mm. and just imagine a female and no matter what species protecting her offspring she, do you think she would ever give up to protect and i don't think so so it's like she knows when to push through and she also knows when to take care and just like okay now it's your time it's fine just you know and that's what i believe it's like it's all there. The femininity, that's powerful. You just need that's, to remember. It. I love that. Just remembering. And it's sometimes it's just beautiful to be given some of the simplest permission, which is mm. you being you is powerful. Like nothing else, like nothing needs to be added. Nothing needs to show up differently. Just the fact that you're female power. That's it. That's it. Just, just that's it. Own it. Remember yeah. it. Embrace yeah. it. Love it, nourish it, protect it. I don't know where all those words came from, but I think they sounded great. <laughs> well, I, I think you just got the whole stream of it, but this is it. You can I'm... add this stuff to your plate, but remember what you have already. You know, rem put all that masculinity on your plate. That's fine, but just don't get lost in it. Be that feminine, you know, be that feminine first. Yeah. Oh, girl, you like champion. And so, <laughs> so your journey has been has been one of definitely ups and downs. And the work that you're doing now, I just think is absolutely incredibly powerful and needed and, and a great reminder for women to, to take, to put themselves first and allow, allow them to come back to themselves. If I was to say, to mm. remember, to return mm. to self. Um, so I'm curious because to me, just, just having the foresight to go on the journey that you've gone on, to come to the space that you've come to, and then choose to make it your life's work to support other women in getting to that space, I just think is incredibly powerful. Um, so I just wanted to say that first, because I, I, and I think sometimes we can forget that 
when we've been on a journey committing ourselves to supporting others to get there is is powerful in itself it now makes me very curious though as to the essence of your power in particular <laughs> because <laughs> I look and I go girl for somebody to go through trauma and then to kind of come out of it and still have that loving spirit and really want to kind of in support and enhance and not from an angry place but to really honor honor the the power of the feminine you know if you've you know to me I kind of go if you've ever been sexually abused you it's easy to see femininity as a weakness rather than mm. a power it mm. is actually very easy to slip into that so for you to be in a space where you're able to say actually that is the essence of your power I now need to understand the essence of your power <laughs> <laughs> I'm like girl that is a turnaround for the books um so so my question to you is if I was to take everything that you've done in life and business today and mm -hmm. that you kind of consider a success or a win and I was to boil it down to like three core things like the essence of like it, it's down to these three things that has allowed me to be who I am today I call mm -hmm. them your power tools mm -hmm. um but you've only got three you're only mm -hmm. allowed three on this show what would your three power tools be <laughs> on this show <laughs> on this show mm -hmm. only three do you know what and it'll probably come down to one eventually I don't know we'll I think so too I agree I agree I believe <laughs> we'll see how well. we go so uh what would be your first power tool well when I hear you talk and um explaining and, and asking you that what came up to my mind was definitely um the, again, feminine energy and masculine energy, that was a big part of my story. And not only through what I experienced, I, I had a very powerful masculine um, energy, but because also the women in my family were, have, have had all, you know, all of that, all had that, sorry. So, um, and there was one thing that occurred to me once it's a few years ago that I was because I, after what I experienced I hated my female body believe me there was a long time I didn't feel comfortable in this body and I was just because I you know unsafe so I was I was um I was asking myself the question why struggling with femininity so much having this masculine energy but why did I why was I born as a female Mm. It was really, it was like, why was I born as a female? You know, and, and then it, it was just like, because, you know, the answer was a little bit like, because if not you, who could explain to women, especially what this journey is about, because you have been on both sides. So balance to me is, is actually the one of the superpowers, like your super tools, like you say, it's like, I've learned over the years that in whatever I did, um, or experience felt that there is, first of all, oh, not only one side to it. And I know we all know that. So, and I know we talk about balance, but it is really about figuring out to honor both sides and see when, when they benefit you and the journey and the people around you. But especially, and now this is a bit tricky, but it's, I, as, as far as I can remember back, the, the, early, the early years, up to that crucial moment, like crucial experience like that, I told you my free spirit was always very strong. Mm -hmm. So I perceived myself as a spirit in this world from early on, from the beginning. There were many, many spiritual moments I had when I was very young as well. 
And I think the struggle that I went through the most is to understand that I'm a spirit in a human body and to learn how to cope in a human world. And I know this can sound very odd for some people, but to find that balance, to understand when to realize now this is some human rules, some human game going on here. And now again, I can go back to my spiritual space, but bringing those together in a, in a balance that works and body in a female version, mm -hmm. that is um, one of the, what I would call now superpower tools, even superpower tools, because they are like understanding that has, doesn't, there's no judgment. There is only bringing together and making sure the, the concept of love and facts, if you want, mm -hmm. bringing them together. So that doesn't make me a fighter. That does not make me only a guardian. That makes me a warrior of love, if you want. So that's... I, lo that's I love that definition of balance um, because there's something in it I, the thing that really resonated is when you mm. said it's about honoring both sides mm. and and knowing when they serve and when they don't and so sometimes the balance may doesn't necessarily like the way I interpret it is sometimes the balance isn't necessarily 50 50 because sometimes mm. in a moment that balance is 80 20 and that's the right balance for mm. that scenario but in another scenario <laughs> it could be the other way around or it could be a different blend and and so I love that kind of understanding that the description you've given around balance which is less about it being 50 50 but more about an understanding mm -hmm. of the dynamic and the application of both and honoring both for what they're good for and what they're not regardless of what the two things are that you're playing off against each other mm. so the first one is balance what would <laughs> your second one be thank you uh that's pretty easy to be honest um bigger picture it's like seeing one thing, my brain goes like, okay, this is the center, what's around it? So I'm just like picking everything that's there and seeing um, even things that, that look contrary like to each other. And mm -hmm. then again, it's, it's, maybe it's a bit like um, familiar to the balance in the end because it's like connecting the dots of seeing some things, how they can serve each other, benefit each other. Um, so instead of just taking one thing as the status quo I investigate and I I expand it and then often I mix it up and and, and there's a new version out of it and that's I I believe that that has brought me very far in all, all especially personal development but also in creation and um relationships everything that's really like seeing the bigger thing yeah Love that. And as you as you're saying it, I'm thinking it can be so helpful to people who maybe may have found 2020 to be quite a bit of a struggle, because the, the interesting thing in life, especially for those people who who were called to do work in the way that you've been, is that often it's that moment in your lifetime that has been the worst point of time for you. Mm that ends up being the very reason why you're able to do the work that you do. Yeah. And, but if you, if you are to get yourself completely subsumed in that particular moment, you'll never be able to be in that position where you're able to be the light for somebody else. And 
that and so I love that idea of being able to say well right now whatever it is if I can just take a few steps back and understand that on the timeline that I'm here on this planet it is a part of that timeline it isn't my entire timeline so what can mm. I take from this um and and I know that's not exactly what you were saying but it's what occurred to me as you were speaking that that I can see why that has been so powerful for you especially where you are now being able to kind of go okay if I were to always take each moment right now as as this is it and and dive into it and become subsumed by it then I'd miss other opportunities that this may well be creating for me despite how it appears and it feels and it is right now hmm. I think you've you've done a beautiful expression of of how you perceived it and you know it's like they're wonderful thank you for sharing that that made me go like yeah 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 that's it so that's wonderful it, it was just it was just a layer I was getting from what you'd said I was like oh isn't that interesting isn't that interesting I can see how this might have pieced together for you so balance seeing the bigger picture and then your third power tool would be um that is what I describe as a horizontal and vertical approach um it's pretty related to the both above like the the balance and the bigger picture it's meeting individual needs in the work i do um and then and everything i've done actually so whenever i work with people it's like you know meeting their needs but also sometimes my needs but it's about figuring out how can i Oh, how, how can this, not, not me, I don't necessarily need to be the one who's serving, but how can this individual grow and flourish and, and get to their full gift? But having in mind, not only that you, you touch one life, but through this, there's this ripple effect. Mm. So that means meeting individual needs, but also serve through that, the collective, the, all of us, like by having a purpose you know making a difference in the world and bringing my I was given this life I don't want to waste it like I'm here I've been given some things I've been given this story I've been given also the pivot so let's let's bring this together meet individual needs make happier people and then make a happier world it's like if I empower one woman and now I say empower and I bring her to that level that she feels safe and sexy and and full there then she will be a leading leading um example for every woman around her for the next generation but not only that she will also set an example if she says no you can't do this with me i'm not in letting you allow that because that's going to shift the mindset of, of anybody who kind of comes into contact with her so, as well yeah i love so. that idea because i think what I notice, especially with us women, is that we have a tendency to kind of see this little piece of work in front of us and forget that a conversation might have had some ripples. Or, And I love that idea mm. of kind of going, what can I do right now that's going to serve the highest good? Whether you know I'm going to be served, they're going to be served, but the collective is also going to be impacted by this. And I think sometimes even just having those moments of being able to re-sit with it for yourself and see mm. actually how many lives have I really touched through my work directly and indirectly right so via Super the fact powerful. that I've managed to to speak to this one person um because to me I I think in that regard we're, we're very similar because for me my mission of empowering authentic female voices was more if I could see out there more women who are in their true essence 
and in their true power on large platforms around the world, I can just, I know, like, I just know the impact that's mm-hmm. going to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know it. It's not just for me. I just wish I, I, there were more of those sorts of role models for me. There were mm-hmm. more examples of it's okay to just do you and be you, which seems to be the theme of this season, by the way. Um, and, and so I think sometimes it really helps us to see that, to kind of go, it's not just about this one person and this one sale and this one whatever. It's actually about what is the legacy? Uh, what is the impact I'm leading, leaving? Not even legacy, because legacy suggests that, you're, that your name is up in light. No, what's the impact that I'm leaving such that the world is a better place for me placing my little tiny little feet upon it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and wonderful, Um, exactly. And I think what you're doing, I'm sorry, I just need to say that because I think what you're doing here is great because this is this is what we need, you know. We all have our unique style, but in the end, and I am every woman and you are every woman. So we just, you know, as much as we get out there, we can do this stuff together, right? Bam. So one baby little step at a time. One baby girl, it's getting bigger next year. Don't don't you worry. I got plans. I got plans. (laughs) Um Mia, my goodness, that you have taken us on one hell of a journey um, in this. I, I mean, I've loved it. I think, um, I mean, I've really got a true sense of who you are, of the work that you do, of the impact that it has, of the importance of it for so many people, um, and of how freeing it is for people to get to a place in which you've got to. So thank you so much for sharing of yourself so deeply. And I know there's gonna be women who have listened to this point and had chills and shivers as I've done throughout the episode where I've gone, oh girl. Um, and, and there'll be something where they, they're like, I need to know this woman. I, I, I need, I, whatever she's got, I need a piece of it. You know, just a little <laughs> piece. I, I just, I would say I need to breathe the air she breathes, but you know, the, the season we're in at the moment, perhaps that's not. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh, thank you. So I, much might, I might, I might need a different phrase, but you, you want a little piece of whatever it is that Mia's got. So how do people connect with you? What's the best way to connect with you? Well, you can find me on social media and you can go to Instagram or Facebook, for example, you can, that's at beyond defense and you can go to the website beyonddefense.net. And also you can find me on LinkedIn, just type in Mia van Loka in. And that's how you can find me, but to get, best in touch with me like literally touch and it's not the season for that either but um you want to you want to meet me at one of my workshops or go through my programs um that i have online as well so yeah that's definitely how you can get in touch or find me all mm. the links are in the show notes i have a show <laughs> notes dance that uh, that's developed this season Let me do it. I'm, I'm not saying it's any good peeps but it's a show notes dance <laughs> All the links are in the show notes. But here's the best bit. Mia brought gifts. Mia brought gifts. Mia brought gifts. So Christmas, Mia, what have you got for us? Nah. Well, to everyone who wants to really have a little bit more of a taste, um, I'm happy to invite you to a seven-day trial pass. So you, I'm, I'm offering online classes in January again. And um, so we are going, there's um, a mindful class. There is a workout Wednesday class. There's also a fighting Friday class. So you got all the components in this way, a little bit separated, but you're happy to, you know, um, I'm happy to invite you to, to just try them out for seven days for free. I would love to have you on board for that. You get a taster. 
Yaha. Seven day taster. But that's not all. <laughs> you want more gifts? <laughs> we're, slightly, we're slightly greedy here. We're slightly greedy. Yeah, that's all right. Now, I actually do have another thing, um, which is which is because of COVID as well. So I am offering um, aspiration calls now for free at the moment. So you can find them on my website as well. So that's what you, you can book yourself in. It's 30 minutes. I, I overrun all the time. So, but you just, you just do it. Um, and then um, we see where, where I can meet your needs and see how I can help you. That's another offer, a gift that I can give from my heart to everyone who's, especially in this time, really needing it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's one of the things you can probably find it also in the show notes. <laughs> um, and there's, there's a offer, which is not, not, uh, free of, of monetization. If you want me to put that's not free of a price, but it's a six week program that I I'm, I've just created and I'm launching it in um, February now. Um, 2021 it's called the worry of love where you close the gap between the spiritual and the human and um yeah that's definitely something you can check out because right now it's so cheap to get it oh check out all of those things in the show notes um they're, they're in there check them out so you've got free pass you've got, you've got 30 minute consult you've got six week program i mean <laughs> she done common abundance Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Mia, you have been, oh, girl, you've been incredible. And we've, we've talked about so much from so many different angles. And I mean, it's always the way here. I don't know. I don't, I'm not quite sure how on earth I managed to, we get through so much, but because we do, True. Um, if we're to leave somebody, if you were just to leave somebody with like one one golden nugget of wisdom, like just one thing that they could really take forth into the end of this year and into new, into the new year that, that you'd be like, if you can just do this one thing, like, girl, I'm telling you, it's going, it's going mm, just, this just one thing. What would that, what would that be? Hmm. To discover who you really are. It's really on all layers there. Don't do it just in one direction. Do it in every direction you can, every single one, and pull out everything you have. Because not only are all the answers within you, because they are. And if you connect to that intuition again, you'll find the path. So the how is not even a question because it will come as soon as you get the connection. And my, my invitation, though, would be embrace yourself in a way and love yourself so much that you aim for the highest gift of love you can give to yourself. And that includes what I just said, body, mind, heart, spirit, because often there's so much more beyond than we, when we are aware of. So don't stop your journey and become that guardian in, in whatever your way is. It doesn't have to be my way, but never stop, pull it in and then send it out and share that gift. Share that, Share that gift. gift. You heard it here first. I'm telling you, the theme this season has been be you, do you. And if there's one thing mm-hmm. Mia's reminded us today is in order to be, do you, you first need to be you. And that means having a full exploration of who you are in all different areas of your life and embracing your femininity. Because as Mia said, it's powerful already. There's nothing to add. It doesn't mean no seasoning. It's fine. It was born tasty. 
I don't know where the food analogies are coming. I think I need them. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, thank you, so, thank you so much for joining us today. You've been an absolute dream. Thanks for your sincerity, your authenticity, your openness, and for sharing so beautifully. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, love. Thank you so much for having me on board. And it was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful chat with you. It's like, it was really fulfilling. So thank you. And I like the dance, by the way. I like it. So ladies, you have been listening to The Lavelda Show, Women of Power podcast. Remember the holiday draw is open, peeps. You want to head across, share whatever, whatever the biggest takeaway you've got from this episode with us on Instagram at Lavelda Show and make sure to hit like on that page. Um, until next time, my gorgeous, beautiful souls. Love ya. Ciao.